we had talked in the um in our further thoughts about cross discipline episode mm-hmm. about um doing like a blog type thing. Yeah. Do you remember this? Vaguely, yeah. Yeah. So we were talking about doing a you said you would be more comfortable if this was in like written form, but I had suggested, you know, why don't we kind of keep our listeners up to date with what we're working on other than the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. And like we're obviously going to like that stuff will come up from time to time. Mm-hmm on the show but if they're interested at all in like what we're learning what we're engaging with and what we're challenging ourselves to do and what we're thinking about what we're reading what we're whatever yeah like that might be an interesting element to add to the show i recall there being a debate about how much that was a social media thing too right like it may have tied in with that discussion of like should we be <laughs> figures <laughs> on social media like yeah a, have individual in addition to the show being like a thing on there like should we each have a voice on it? Yeah, that's something that comes up actually a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> probably a third of the time that we sit down to tape something we end up talking about. If it's just you and me, we end up talking about <laughs> social media and uh, can we actually use it and or should we? Well, I remember that being part of my defense for why a blog-esque thing would be cool at least from my own way of expressing myself, like I would feel like I could do that. Like I could get my head around updating a thing that's just like a blog that's not super interactive. Like you just write something, you try to do a good job on it, you put it out. Yeah, It's not like updating in real time. You're not getting pinged. Maybe it is. I don't know actually how <laughs> blogging works, but I, you know, I could get my head around this as opposed to like just suddenly getting a Twitter. And yeah, okay, I see what you mean now. Yeah, I would not want to do it as Twitter, and I wouldn't really want to do it as like a Facebook thing. Yeah. I mean, we should probably do it on TikTok. Yeah. But I don't think we're going to. I still uh, think we should try to do TikTok for like a month, dude. It would be hilarious. Except like no one would be able to see our side of it when we're fumbling with the phones and completely failing to be... The millennials that we are we could do a nested tiktok like have somebody tiktoking about us trying to tiktok and then we do a tiktok <laughs> <laughs> you know like somebody whose entire tiktok is devoted to us trying to learn how to tiktok <laughs> just filming the five okay. seconds of like what the fuck is this and then we do ours okay i like that <laughs> There's a lot of latitude for puns in the TikTok world, I feel like, too. We could have some fun with this. So I'm game is the point. Though. <laughs> Turn <it> okay, in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, all right. I, I like the idea. Well, I, I kind of like the TikTok idea. Um, I like the blog idea, but we need to agree on a platform for it. Yeah. Because I don't know. I had this conversation with Ryan Herrick recently. I was like, a big part of the mind fuck that is social media is that people don't blog anymore. Mm-hmm. People blog in 140 characters or as Facebook posts or yeah. like, you know, and not that blogs aren't still a thing, but they're more of a specialized thing now where people who yeah. were just kind of like blogging as, you know, the live journal open diary era, yeah, like that kind of quote unquote blogging got turned into Facebook statuses basically where yeah. blogging as self-expression is now a status update. That makes sense, actually. It's taken on way more of like a journalistic tone than a diary. Yeah. So, yeah, I could definitely see that. Yeah. 
So that said, I don't really know where people i'm assuming wordpress is still a thing but i haven't used it in a decade so i mean it's definitely still a thing in like a web design context yeah yeah i know like a bunch of different hosts we could use for if we were to like make a blog i just i don't know if like do you just link to something like does the blog host itself have any ability to like determine the traffic that you're getting or is it just something that like you would link to like you would post on your facebook and say hey blog post happened today i would assume the latter because mm. yeah it's always that's been mystifying to me like how these things get read you know like if yeah. like how active of a role does the blog itself play i've always mm-hmm. for some reason envisioned them as passive things like you do something else and then you blog and people are directed to the blog because of the something else yeah that is what i would assume as well so either way we're stuck with more social media than we want yeah. What we need is a social media manager. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, if anybody wants to volunteer for that position, we cannot pay you, but <laughs> we will appreciate you. And <laughs> I'll give you all my passwords to everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it if you make that noise once an episode. You have to somehow work that in. I'll just volunteer. Oh, God. I'm not going to do that to you. I won't put you in that position. No, I actually think that might be a good idea, though. Yeah, no, I agree. Because we're both so passive when it comes to social media. Yeah. And, like, I'm way more active than you, but that doesn't mean much. No. So. Well, I did. I've gotten to a place with like I never liked it, but I've really gotten to a place with it where I'm like, I'm kind of uncomfortable with it. Yeah, like it just it brings me into a mental place that I just don't like, and it's yeah, it's I don't know what it is. It's nothing in particular. It's just like I I just I don't know. I just can't do it, and it's uh feeling like less and less of a problem, even though it should in a way like in the postmodern world sense, it should feel like way more of an obligation i think because I, I don't disagree with people when they say that like it is a facet of our lives now i just like yeah i don't know it just doesn't feel it feels like an allergy or something like an intolerance <laughs> like a you know when you're not you don't have celiac disease but you've got like a little bit of a gluten thing sure it feels like that it's like yeah. i can go on there but it just i don't feel great after yeah i understand well we need to reach a conclusion about this yeah <laughs> Well, personally, I would be down to do a blog like companion thing, like something where like we could post, each of us could post a thing like once a week or some whatever, and just kind of have our own little corner of this thing that we're doing that could tie in as much or as little as we want with the episode we just did. Or And from like a logistical standpoint, that wouldn't be too hard. We could get a custom URL and we could get a blog host and pretty much run whatever we would need because we don't have tons of multimedia or anything like that yeah so i don't think that's impossible and i personally would be down to do that but i think it would just be the type of thing we have to like both want to do because <laughs> it would be a tough thing to like to half-ass basically yeah like it doesn't have to be crazy in scope but it would have to be consistent i think in order to work yes okay so the first question would be can we be consistent with it and i think the answer is an easy yes yeah the second thing would be, is it worth our time? That's and I think yeah. <laughs> that depends on how 
much of our time it is from week to week or or month to month or or whatever. Yeah. And I think that if I were to sit down bi-weekly and write out, you know, basically just answer a questionnaire, mm-hmm. I think like enough is different for me every two weeks or so. Yeah. That I could answer that questionnaire and and we can just upload it that way. And then also having a blog as a platform would allow us to elaborate on some things that like we didn't get to touch on in certain episodes or like, you know, further companion materials that we stumble upon later. Yeah, definitely. You know, um, so I think having that as a platform would be valuable no matter what. Yeah, I agree. And it seems like a the type of thing where it might be a little bit of a time adjustment at first. Like it might sort of be, I know from, for me, it would be something I have to like make sure I consciously build into my routine. Yeah. But I think that might be good. Like I think it would be a healthy thing if I, if we set a good precedent where it's, we don't have to write like a 10 page document every day or something like, you know, we can just say once a week, I got to like say what I've been up to or once every two weeks, I got to like say something about a book I've been reading. Like Mm -hmm. it'll be kind of nice to, to make ourselves dig into that place and reflect in those ways. It's like the benefits of keeping a diary. It's right. I can see it having really healthy, good benefits without the toxicity of like, let's dig into the analytics and see if people care. Like, yeah, it's just a very logical companion to what we're doing. Right. So uh, depending on how editing goes, I'll just say this for the listeners. We're about to release um, a a companion episode to our cross-discipline episode with Brian Dickens, where it's just the two of us talking about, you know, some other thoughts that came up. And in that episode, which may end up on the cutting room floor, (laughs) is... Uh, a little bit where we talk about maybe keeping a an online journal of sorts where we talk about what we're working on, what we're learning, what we're getting done, what we're curious about, blah, 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 as sort of an accountability tool, mm. you know, as this like we should keep better track of what we're learning and keep better track of our progress, A, just so that we, we can see it and be accountable to the progress that we've documented so far. Yeah. So that there like is a document like documentation of progress is a cool and valuable thing to do for yourself mm. and see so that listeners can like play along with us basically, you know, like if you're interested in the kind of stuff that we've been talking about cross discipline or otherwise, and you yourself have these kinds of curiosities and contemplate to the degree that we do the existential mysteries of the world, uh, then you might want to play along, so to speak, whatever that looks like. So should this stay in and should we decide to do this? That is kind of what we're, what we're trying to debate right now is, is whether that's worth our time and whether that's something that we could commit to long term. Mm. So I'll say it again. I think that bi-weekly long-term is totally feasible for me. Yeah, I, th- I think that's like, if it's an idea that seems even remotely interesting, there's no reason why we shouldn't be able to do it bi-weekly. Yeah. Because if there is an issue with that, we can just toggle the scope of it. Like we can just say like, this maybe is too long or this is, yeah. we're digging too deep and we should just write about something, like just keep the thing in motion. Like there's always going to be a variable we can play with to make it doable at that point. Mm -hmm. So 
What well, if we I just set a time frame? A time frame to yeah. to get it launched and to be consistent with it and see what happens. I'll just say like on mic, we'll do it for four months bi weekly and see if we like it. Through the end of the summer. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. That sounds and good to me. Then we'll have a thing and say, are we gonna, like we'll come on this thing and <laughs> yeah. say, oh, do we like this? We'll do <laughs> or a debrief we're again. This shit down. And yeah. Yeah. But I yeah. say that we should have like twenty questions written out and then every two weeks we choose however many we want to answer. Okay. So like it doesn't have to be all the all the questions. If there are only five apply to us or if mm. only five are like calling out to us, then we can just do like a little post on on that maybe. Um yeah. or it can be a free form blog. I also don't want to like limit things in that way. But that could be fun though. I do remember we yeah. tried to do a lightning round. Yeah. <laughs> Did that ever make it out onto anything? Fuck no, it didn't. Because <laughs> <laughs> we could try that. I still have it saved. I remember it being kind of a mess, but... It, it was a mess. Yeah. <laughs> I thought we had a couple of good questions, though, in there. We were just winging them, I think. It was just like... We both yeah, we were making them up as we went along. Half of that was was talking about the plague, oh, yeah. and, and then we and then we did the book club after that. After so, we, I actually thought about using that for that episode, but I didn't. But yeah, we tried to do a lightning round. It was a a failure and a disaster. <laughs> that was one of our like early ideas too. I think it was like we're gonna try to work this in organically it's gonna be great <laughs> well we tried for months to like record a proper intro to the show yeah and finally we just landed on like well we've recorded a dozen episodes and none of the intros have sounded right or like sounded organic <laughs> so let's just tape ourselves talking about what we've been doing <laughs> yeah. rather than introducing the show as in like a you know scripted radio kind of thing kind of way yeah and i think that works well but yeah yeah this could be like the lightning round but not a failure <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, i like that idea though i think yeah. we can do it all right so this is the official announcement we are starting a blog <laughs> sure and maybe yeah. we're on tiktok yeah oh look look for us i don't know where, i don't even know where you'd look there's, there's probably a search tab yeah do we have to get, um, yeah, we, I think we should just get a consultant of some kind for this. Every question I'm about to ask is just not something like, it's just probably stuff people know. So, uh, let's get Maddie Williams back on. Yeah. Te have her teach us <laughs> how to do any of this. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Gosh, when this airs, that episode is still a month and a half out from being released. But yeah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll fix it in post. Okay. I wrote down a bunch of questions that we're going to try to answer okay. tonight. <laughs> so this is our 25th episode it might be more appropriate to call it our 25th upload because this is including all the bonus materials and scatterbrain sessions and book clubs and everything. So, mm. but this is our 25th episode. So it feels appropriate to kind of ascertain where we're going with this mm. and sort of, we, we have, you know, basically monthly debriefs privately, but I think there might be some value into having this sort of debrief session and airing it 
and sort of deciding deciding on some of the changes that we might make for the future or some of the things that we definitely want to keep and like they're going well and we're not going to be like reading off you know listener stats and analytics and stuff like that but mm. just person to person what feels right about this and what feels different from when we started and whether that's good or bad whether mm. it feels more productive you know whatever so the first thing that i have written down is what feels different compared to the uh the earlier tapings or the idea itself yeah the earlier tapings to me it just feels less it feels more like the way we talk when mm -hmm. we're just on the phone or hanging out or whatever it, that i remember that feeling a little bit like stiffer in the earlier ones like it just mm -hmm. felt like i was honestly just scared shitless like it was just like <laughs> something i had never done in a co-hosting capacity really like i'd been a guest on stuff but it was just something that was terrifying and new so i feel a lot better about that myself and feel more natural i don't know that i feel good like in a skill way but i feel like this is at least how you and i talk yeah i would definitely agree at first i would say that i i was also not scared but intimidated enough that i think i was kind of putting it on a little bit mm. like I was, I was putting on airs kind of okay We've talked about this before. We don't have to cover it at length, but, you know, it kind of seemed like we were mouthpieces for the facts. Yep, definitely. You know, more than anything else. And, like, I think a big advantage has been allowing ourselves to, to showcase our curiosity rather than showcase what a Psychology Today article had to say about something every single episode, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, that I remember that being an early conversation and an early concern kind of just how and how much respect should be paid to the uh, the idea itself. Mm -hmm. Like the idea that we had, I remember us being worried about like, we didn't want to be just like, you know, that stereotype of like two guys who are like, we have great conversations. We should start a podcast. <laughs> like that's such an easy thing to think makes sense. And for all I know, that's what everybody thinks they're doing. Everyone thinks they're not doing and we might be doing that. Like, but I remember trying to be like, we should really try to care. Like we should try to really honor the facts and honor the subject and honor our own ignorance and make sure that we can actually earn our place. Yeah. So if somebody's listening to this, we're not wasting their time. But it ended up being a little bit counterintuitive where it's like, I think it could get so unnatural by being like that because we're not doctors. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we, we can't really offer that to people. We have no right to it. So when there are facts that we have some command over, we can relay those or we can like show research we've been doing, but it should almost be adjacent to our own curiosity because that's the thing. That was the core of it when we first had the idea to do this was like we've both spent our whole lives digging around in our psyches trying to make sense of stuff. Like mm -hmm. That's what we know yeah. is how to not know anything. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. So the next question is kind of a, a B-side to it. Uh, what hasn't gone as planned? <sighs> That's tough. I don't know. Because mm. that has a negative connotation, but it also has just kind of a pretty neutral one or positive one. Mm -hmm. um, has anything gone not as planned that feels wrong? Uh, I don't know. You go first. I want to think about it a little bit more. <laughs> okay. Uh, for me, not really. <laughs> Literally, the only thing I can think about that hasn't gone as planned is I thought that I would be way more ahead of schedule <laughs> in like editing and everything. Yeah. And that's another thing that we're going to talk about tonight. Mm -hmm. But 
Yeah, I, I think that like production wise, what has not gone as planned is like I had four months before we launched to like get a bunch of legwork done. Yeah. And that was hugely beneficial to me. Mm. But during that time, I wasn't really working on any other projects. It was just like recording um, like original scoring compositions for our show and editing the conversations that we had had. Yeah. And then I reached a point where I started working on other projects and I was like, I'm ahead of schedule enough that I can, you know, take a break for a week. Mm. And taking a break from this show for like a week or two means I lose a lot <laughs> of headway. Yeah. So <laughs> um, that's kind of the only thing, like what hasn't gone as planned for me is that I don't really have as much time as I'd like to work on other projects that are kind of more personal. Mm -hmm. But as far as the show goes, the things that haven't gone as planned are only good. Yeah. The way yeah. that I see it. Yeah, I pretty much, I feel like it, it has only been like kind of pleasant surprises. Like I remember us talking about the idea of having guests initially as a thing that maybe we could have that at some point, but we weren't totally sure or we weren't sure how much... A lot of it was just the the audio aspect. We weren't sure how many people would be willing to like tape and stuff. Yeah. But that has been a very pleasant thing to realize like A, it's fun and B, we can do it and C, people can do it. <laughs> it was like, that was right. awesome to realize that like, oh, this is a sick thing to be able to do. So I've been, I've been psyched about that. And uh, we had enough of a plan to have a direction and to have parameters that we needed to work with them, but we didn't have such a crazy airtight plan that we could deviate and screw it all up yeah i think that was the the beauty of like how we tried to do checkpoints a lot as opposed to like this is how it's going to be and we're going to fight to keep it in this box we just said like we're going to do it this way until this date and then we're going to talk about it and we're going to see if it's working and then we're going to do it this way until this date and i think a lot of it for me has been positive because of that like we've been able to recalculate on the fly so many times without yeah. it becoming an issue because we built that time in. Yeah. I'll, so, I'll tell you something that like, not that this hasn't gone as planned because it wasn't planned, but something I didn't anticipate was, and you know, speaking of guests, probably about like a quarter of the time when we have a guest on, mm -hmm. our energy isn't where it could be. Mm -hmm. You know, like either you're super tired or I'm super tired. And it's amazing having a co-host to like pick up the slack. Yeah. You know? And it's not something that we ever talk about. It happens no. completely organically. When one of us is exhausted, the other one just like ends up asking more questions. Yeah. And it works out so well. I never thought about that. Like, yeah, yeah that is totally a thing. And now that I've brought it up, it's going to fail every time. But... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's been really cool. That's been something I've actually been aware of, at least within myself, of, of kind of like the different dynamics that can happen, not only when you're just talking to a group of people or to a pair or a single person, like when there's kind of a group that's talking about a topic and not just like, you know, like leaning against a venue wall and like talking like, yeah, it really is kind of, there is a specific sort of energy that helps to be able to bring. And I'm becoming more and more aware of like the days when I have it or don't have it and what I need to do to get it or not get it. It's something I was never aware of before, and uh, mm -hmm. it is, it's tough, because there have been times where I've walked into this room, sat down at the mic, and thought 
all right, I'm good. Like I'm, I'm ready to go. And the instant we go live, I'm like, oh shit. Like I'll just realize like I've smacked into that wall somehow, like just from whatever's happened that day or that week. And it's, it's strange. It's a very specific feeling Mm -hmm. and it's never specific to anyone or anything or whatever. It's just kind of like, it's a different type of energy to, I, I find it's the way that I listen. Yeah. That screws with it where I'm not necessarily listening for like the next point that I need to make, which is kind of like, it seems like part of the hosting duties is like, you want to be yeah. listening intently, but you also want to know what in the hell you're going to do because you're the host. Right. And but sometimes you, instead you like listen like a wallflower. Exactly. And then oh, I'm yeah. like, fuck, well now I need a few minutes to formulate what I was supposed to say. Yeah. And when you're just hanging out talking, it's, you can just nod and say, um, and whatever. But when you're on this thing, it's like, oh shit, no, I have a job. <laughs> yeah. So I need to practice that more. I'm finding. Yeah. No, same here. Like I, I will just sit down to record and feel completely ready and coffee in hand. Yeah. Totally psyched for the interview. And then I realize, and it could, it could have something to do with like, if I haven't spoken to a single person all day, yeah, <laughs> sitting down for <laughs> the first time to talk to somebody, that's the case right now. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I said about 10 words to my landlord earlier, but like, I, <laughs> well, you wear it well, man. Yeah. Well. I wouldn't have known. I haven't known any of these times. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, if you haven't talked to anybody all day, maybe you're uh, not warmed up, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, Which that's is why, like, it is, yeah. a lot of the time when we have guests on, I will say like, I'm going to hit record now, but let's take 15 minutes at least to warm up. And yeah. like, if we don't need it, then whatever we say right now can go into the episode, whatever, maybe. But I think it's always good to just like warm up with people, especially because we've had a pandemic going on and it can feel foreign, you know, just yeah. talking to people that you're not usually talking to. Well, that's actually part of it. I've noticed it takes me longer when I'm meeting somebody over Zoom, especially somebody mm-hmm. I've never spoken to before. Any yeah. of those things are compounded by the fact that what I could do in a minute of body language and eye contact in a room with that person takes me like 15 minutes on Zoom because I spend so much time just selfishly trying to kind of read the situation and figure out like, you know, figure out their conversational style and stuff. Like I don't want to just be bowling over people. I don't want to be too reticent the whole time. Like that kind of finding those middle grounds where like we get to know each other it's instantaneous and it's not even like a formal thing when i'm in a room with a person it just kind of happens and you know you figure out where you fit in and then you just hang out there but on zoom it's so hard you can't even tell it's hard even sometimes to know if you're on their screen yeah so stuff like that i'm like i don't have any idea how to play this so it's it's tricky it's a uh, it's a different skill set i guess Okay, next question. Is anything missing from the show? I don't well, all right, so I guess I don't know if the listeners know that I've never listened to it. <laughs> so I don't know. But uh so I guess the question would be on your end is anything missing conversationally and on my end is anything missing in the production? I don't think yeah, I mean, honestly just maybe being in the same room like we've always talked about like just yeah. You and I sitting down together in a studio or something like, I, I would like to do that at some point. <laughs> Same. <laughs> but like beyond that, I don't know. I mean, 
this feels pretty pretty natural at this point. It feels yeah. it feels comfortable. So I'm all right with it. I mean, I don't know what your uh, what your household rules are looking like right now, but like if we were you're you're vaccinated now. When I yep. get vaccinated, can we do this in the same room? I would feel comfortable with it. I think. Yeah. I mean, I'll ask them, but like. Yeah. I think we're both being pretty safe about this whole thing. That like. Yeah. It would be okay. So I mean, we'll have that to look forward to. I think. Yeah. It'd be interesting to edit things that way too. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> Amber and I were in the same room for yeah. that episode, and that like editing that, where we're both in each other's microphones. Like I hadn't had to do that in so long. <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck is this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why isn't this track completely silent? I can't just move it wherever I want." <laughs> do it in the same room, but we'll whisper. Yeah, that'll be fun for everyone. <laughs> I like it. No, so on my end, what's missing, and this is going to be a a segue into the next question. What I feel is missing is more production (laughs) in that I've always kind of envisaged in my head like that there would be more scoring a little bit more I hesitate to say narration but a little Mm. bit more voiceover stuff Mm. more than just when I punch in in the beginning and the end do an intro and outro where I, I think that I would like to have more scoring where the concepts can be discussed in a voiceover over the show's music. Whether that means that like, I want to start doing an an introduction to every episode that way, or whether that means, I don't know what it means. Um, (laughs) I, I would, I would have to experiment. I don't have kind of a hard line goal in my head about what that would look like. But I'd like to use more music because that seems to be something that people really appreciate Mm. about what our production looks like now. And yeah, I would just have to experiment with it and see what happened. And Mm. um, but like that kind of radio has always fascinated me. Yeah. You know, I remember Owen said the other day that um, when he listens to podcasts, he does. He usually listens to him sped up and he doesn't really pay much attention to the music. And I was like, I mean great for you but the music is like what pulls me in the most if there are music cues or if there is scoring underneath the words so it really depends on the kind of listener whether this would be an endeavor worth my time you know worth putting more effort into so i i kind of have to weigh i wish i we could just take a poll um because it's kind of like what do i think would sound really cool and what are people actually going to appreciate like does it actually give it value to be more produced than it is. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, it's tough because there's kind of, there is value in both. Like I'm, I'm definitely more of the Owen listening experience myself, but it's not necessarily because of any less value that a really produced and scored podcast has. Yeah. Like it's just that when I'm in podcast mode, like going around in my life, like typically I'm not in a place where I can hear very well. Like... I'll be driving and my car sounds like shit. So I'll be blasting it. And, you know, I want to focus on like the content, but I'm not always paying like really minute attention the way I would be if I really liked a piece of music. Right. Same way. Like I listen a lot when I'm like cutting the lawn, like when I'm doing stuff like that. And uh, yeah, so like fidelity and, and as long as the quality is not actively working against it, I'm usually, I'm game. Mm -hmm. So 
I think that seems to be one camp from people that I've talked to. And then the other camp is like, it's kind of a piece of art. Like we're making the way like radio theater was and stuff like that. Like that was kind of, that was its own thing. Like that was, yeah. And, but yeah, then it is much a, it's a much greater production cost at that point. Yeah. Right. And it's like, on one hand, I guarantee you that our friends don't care. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> the people we know or who are, you know, maybe one circle removed from us is probably the bulk of our listenership at this moment. But do they care whether it's more produced than it already is? No, absolutely not. On yeah. the other hand, there is market research that says the most successful podcasts are the ones that are more produced. Yeah. But what that looks like, I'm not really sure. Yeah. So, okay, I said that that was a good segue into the next question. And the next question is pros and cons of possible format changes. Mm -hmm. The pro for me would be, it would be a better sounding, to me, it would be a better sounding end product. Mm -hmm. And I would get to experiment with a sonic landscape more. Yeah. Which is something I love doing, but something that is also time consuming. And that would be the con. Yep. I don't, I, I don't expect you to have a ton to <laughs> not having listened to the show to have a ton to, to weigh in on, but. Oh yeah. I mean, that's like, I've always kind of maintained, like I will, I will support you on anything on the production end that you feel is either too taxing or might be a good direction. Like that I understand to be kind of a requisite part of my not listening to them like right i can't possibly start throwing my weight around about like production decisions <laughs> like that would be insane well no that so, makes sense but you yeah. know like i look at it as like we're the co-execs you know yeah and i don't think that it's appropriate for me to make a decision like that like i can make minor changes to the format if i wanted to because you wouldn't yeah. notice but <laughs> <laughs> you could do anything dude that would be <laughs> No, but that's what I was going to say is like from the outside, like just from not having heard ours, I can kind of like, I do have opinions on some of those things. Like there's certain things that I could see, like just in terms of either past projects or like knowing how we work together or anything like that, or yeah. even just looking at the concept and still seeing it for a concept that's developing rather than something that's sort of come to fruition. Because I think that's a honestly a benefit of our two perspectives on this whole like process is i've seen the concept evolve exclusively you've seen the product with the concept evolve right so we both kind of get like a macro and a micro thing that can go together sometimes so i could see a benefit to it being more produced in that it becomes more robust there's more things for people to get into if you know if there's more angles to it there's just more shit in there that could be cool mm -hmm. it definitely separates it from just the pack like it becomes kind of unique and kind of there's more room for expression but then the con would be that it is more time consuming per episode mm -hmm. there's more like there's just more moving parts and that i think honestly it, it would necessitate a format change both for practical reasons and for just I, I just feel like it would be more appropriate you know if it got really unless we had like a, a freaking dream team behind us like cranking out shit at the same rate like if we're taping them and they're editing them and they're scoring them and you know everybody clicks together like the way snl does stuff right like they can do that every week because they've got like 200 people doing it but um 
it seems like it would benefit from being like seasons or something if we got to a point where it was like fully produced. Yeah. But then the drawback is like the ideas, I feel like there is, since we're not experts on stuff, there's like an implicit kind of B-plot to this for me where every topic we do, that's where we are on that topic at that time. Like we try to get from where we are at the beginning of the episode to where we end up at the end with the capacities and the tools and everything that we have in that moment. But by the time that episode comes out, we've read more books, we've talked to more people, we've, we've grown. So I would be wary sometimes of doing like, doing these topics, these ways, and then waiting six months and then putting it out. Mm. Like, I think the weekly thing benefits us in the sense that we're, we're leaning into the ignorance, you know, we're like saying, like, this is a constant discovery. And so the, the show is a constant expression of a constant discovery. Right. It never stops moving long enough to indicate that we might have actually learned something. Hmm. That's a good point. Okay, so regardless of whether or not we undergo a format change, mm -hmm. I've actually been thinking about putting out a call for scoring submissions. Mm -hmm. So if anybody is out there and is a uh, DIY music producer and wants to submit some instrumental tracks in the vein of the instrumentals that I've recorded for the show, the instrumentals we used from uh, Ryan Herrick's new album, the instrumentals we used from Ali Zagami, which was kind of like a little bit more hip hoppy, um, but kind of worked very well for that sort of radio show scoring vibe. So if anybody out there is listening and wants to submit instrumentals, that they're okay with us using on the air, that would be really cool. And if you want to reach out, we actually have an email now. Blackmarkettherapypodcast at gmail.com. And while I'm asking for submissions and while I'm asking for volunteers, we had discussed earlier that we might want someone else to take over the book club, mm. which I think would be a really, really beneficial direction for both of us because... <laughs> As it turns out, you and I, I don't think you and I are good at just sitting down and talking about books. Yeah, definitely not in a, um, not in this way. Not in this way. Because I realized that immediately when we started doing our first one is like, oh shit, we don't talk about this like, like people on a show. Like we just talk about books because that's what we're doing. Yeah, exactly. We don't talk about it. Like let's give a summary and then let's dig into plot point. We're not highlighting shit. Like, yeah, we're good readers. Yeah. And we're good conversationalists, but that uh, <laughs> doesn't always match up. So, Well, I think it's the same. It's a skill set. It's the same as like being a guest versus being a host or being a good conversationalist, but being crappy on mic. Like, yeah. There are all these different shades of these things. And I had no idea that reading books was the same thing until we rolled on the plague. It's Yeah, it's so interesting. And by the way, I think the plague was like actually the best one that we've done so far. But... um. <laughs> Maybe that's because it was more produced. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I think um, like Trevor was, uh, Trevor Sullivan is doing the narration voiceover for his documentary about his band going into the studio and recording an album. And he basically asked me, like, I, I know what I want to say in this, but I need you to be on the phone with me at the same time and like ask me questions and keep me focused. Mm -hmm. And then I'll just record my answers into a microphone and we'll do it that way. 
So we did that and having nothing prepared, I just hopped on Zoom with Trevor and was an interviewer for him. Mm. And it went really well. And I just kind of like jumped back into my sort of Friday night folk zone mm. and it was very natural for me. But as I think about that, like I'm very good at thinking on the fly when it comes to stuff like that. But when it comes to a book club, if I don't have discussion questions prepared and if I don't have the right things underlined and if I don't have my English major shoes on, mm which I don't always when I, whenever I talk about a book. So like, I don't know, there's, there's some prep work that should go into it that we don't put into it. Yep. So having said that, I really want to keep doing the book club. Yeah. But I think we need someone else to host it, to keep yeah, us on track and to lead the discussion and to do the production and <laughs> basically to just like take over all of the responsibilities that, you and I currently have. Yeah, we were talking about it like a guest, like a complete guest host, right? Like we give somebody, if we were a radio station, we give them that that hour, like that's their slot almost. Yeah, basically. I mean, we would join them. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, they would, that would be their show. But it would be their thing. Yeah. And whether it, like, whether the guest changed every single time or whether it was the same person every time, like I'm envisioning the same person every yeah. time. Like I think it would be good to bring in a third person um, who joins us once a month for yeah. a book club. Because I really do want to keep doing it. We have a lot of books on our list that mm -hmm. I'm excited to read and I'm excited to have read. Yeah. But it's a lot to... Um, <laughs> <laughs> frankly, I'm at a point right now where half the time I haven't been as happy with the recorded conversations as I would be if I had prepared material. And I don't have the focus to do that necessarily. But if somebody else did, I think it would be really valuable for you and I to have, you know, a discussion leader. Yeah. Where, you know, we, we have so much going on with the other topics that we, that we tape shows about or like whatever else is happening in our lives. So, yeah, I think that that's another thing where I think we should enlist a volunteer who kind of wants to jump in as part of the production team and also as uh, a, a co-host. Yeah. And if that person is a DIY music producer, great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the books are, it's funny. They hit kind of that same spot that the early, more researched episodes hit. It's the yes. same kind of set of issues just presented in a way that I feel like for a while we, we kept thinking should work and we would make work the way that the research-based ones were so abundantly clear yeah. as a different thing. Like we just could see, oh shit, like one day we print out like files and stuff coming into these things and we try to work these in and then other episodes, we just kind of go for it and think about the topic beforehand. And those are always the more natural ones. Like with the book, it's kind of the same thing, but there's all these logistical problems. Like think about it. We don't even always own these books or we don't both own these books. Right. So, I mean, half the time, the whole premise of the black market book club thing was we just were mailing each other books. So just by virtue of that fact, if I have a copy of the book, you probably don't <laughs> and exactly. vice versa. So we can't like, I think that was so much of it for me was like, if it was one I mailed back, I was like recalling from memory or like desperately looking through the Wikipedia or the spark notes of like, what the hell was that quote that I liked? Yeah. Whereas if I owned it, I would have just bookmarked and like 
you know, tabbed each page or whatever. So that opened up some issues right mm-hmm. off the bat. I was like, wow, this is hard when you don't have it in front of you. Yeah, absolutely. And then it was just the reading for homework versus reading just because, like, I don't know, it's night. Yeah. And uh, that was something I realized I didn't read them in that way. I could talk about them if prompted, mm-hmm. but I couldn't lead a conversation in that English class way. Yeah. Because I wasn't reading the book for those points. I wasn't looking for like things to grab. So yeah, I, I completely agree that I think it would be a real fun time if somebody else was taking the the reins and we could, I don't know, just ride that horse. Right. <laughs> now, having said that, we do have two coming up that like yeah. we're going to do no matter what. We're going to, like I'm not saying that if, if this doesn't happen, we're going to stop doing the book club. But a version of this idea that could work out better is we're going to start having guests come on. Mm. For these next few, I'm still going to be producing the episodes. But this Sunday, we have Ryan Herrick talking about Siddhartha. And then Brian Dickens is going to come back on to talk about uh, a Ram Dass book, which mm. I'll be giving you on Saturday. <laughs> so only you'll have it and I won't. <laughs> 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 Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. Um, so it it's not that we're stopping, but we've we've had that we had this discussion a week or two ago, and it would just be a lot more conducive to what we want the book club to be if someone else were to take over, and if we had somebody else to kind of like act as you know, if we don't have a social media manager uh, for the whole brand. Like it could at least be a good thing if somebody else who was more social media savvy took over the book club and kind of started more of a community, you know, Facebook group thing, whatever around that so that we could announce what books we're actually going to be talking about so people can fucking follow along. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, the consequence of that would be everyone in the world would think they would suddenly become aware that there's this book club podcast happening. And they wouldn't realize that, like, no, they do other episodes. They talk about all this other shit. They score them. They're fucking whole different things. It's a whole different thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but this is actually a reason I think, like, the the blog companion could be helpful, though, too, because we could get into more of, like, the the bookish kind of stuff, like the stuff that isn't always super great during an episode. We, that's where we could hit some of those things. Yeah, but also to respond to what you just said, there are plenty of podcasts out there. Like a, a book club podcast would be completely appropriate to, to air once a month. You yeah. know what I mean? So like, yeah. if we had somebody take over for that, it would just be a podcast within a podcast with no less value than it would have otherwise. Because if yeah. you're expecting people to read along and participate in the show or you know actively listen having read the book and like kind of have the discussion from a distance with you mm-hmm. it's completely reasonable to think like yeah once a month is is fine and yeah you know so i don't see any problems with that and if that community listens to the rest of our episodes great if they don't also great i just i want it to keep going and i want to keep talking about books but oh yeah definitely yeah no, there's nothing but good things could really come from that. Fingers crossed. I mean, it's just, it seems like, uh, like it definitely isn't a bad thing, even if that's like what was promoted and stuff. It's yeah. just, it would just be funny to me if, I don't know, if that, if it flipped around, you know, people are like, yeah, it's this book club and they, they talk about like psychological stuff and philosophy sometimes, but yeah, they mostly, they exist once a month and we're like, no, we did the other thing first. <laughs> 
Yeah. So all that's to say, if anybody is interested, reach out to us and uh, we'll, we'll have a, that conversation. So that's where we're at. Yeah. We, uh, we're having a good time so far, both of us. Yeah. It's a little bit more work than I want to be doing, but that is getting easier as I kind of get the hang of technology a little bit more. Mm. I'll start doing them to tape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the wild card guy. You know, I'll throw you these curves every every time it starts to get comfortable. <laughs> keep you sharp. Keep you guessing. It's a healthy relationship. You know, so far it is. Like, so far, like, I, I think we work well together as, as co-execs. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm happy with it. I think it helps that we do, like, this isn't, this wasn't like a hire, you know? Like, we kind of, it did come about as organically as everybody in that cliche says. Like, we just talk and we're like, we should tape this. Like, it was, Yeah. we didn't have to change that much, which I don't know if that's good or bad in a public-facing sense, but like... It means that it, it for me it's always been there's always been trust there's always been like a level of comfort that would have been harder if if it was just like you you know you dropped into a studio with somebody and feeling it out mm. everything else feels secondary to the fact that like we just get to shoot the shit for five hours <laughs> <laughs> and like that's just fun so it's like yeah, yeah everything else kind of builds off of that for me yeah and of course you know going hand in hand with the we don't know anything thing uh we're not done changing you know even though we're talking right now about like what we might change and what we might not and the format right now does feel comfortable mm. but also the show naturally evolved you know from the from the beginning and i think it will continue to evolve both as we get more guests on the air with us and as we find out about new interesting topics that we think we should cover. So there are a lot of topics that we have written down that I cannot wait to have conversations about. There are a lot of guests that we haven't had on yet that we're going to soon that I can't wait to talk to. I'm uh, I'm excited for what we have coming up. Yeah, me too. I hope people like it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think some of them do. Over the summer especially, I'm really eager to share some of the episodes that we've recorded with with guests mm. um oh and and also we what we haven't talked about yet is uh like kind of what our guest philosophy was going into this which um yeah you got this glazed look in your eye you don't know what I'm yeah i'm trying about. to remember what it was <laughs> <laughs> which was um we would ideally have more episodes with guests than just with the two of us oh yeah okay you know, um yeah the uh Reasoning being that <laughs> sometimes you have to get people on who who do know something. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> so we haven't taped with with many experts yet. Like it's mostly been just our our artist friends mm-hmm. and our musician friends. And I feel like that's going to be more or less like a, a a segue into getting more guests on who are experts in a sense or have more experience in certain fields. Yeah. But the idea was to have the, we the idea was to transition to every other episode we'd have a guest, and yep. we've actually had way more guests than than we planned to at first, just because yeah. of how things lined up. So 
I've I've been really really very happy with that. Um, yeah, same. Yeah, because I think I mean our initial like that philosophy only really extended to the expertise. If I recall initially, it was more, or for the most part at least, it was kind of like along the lines of how we wanted to try to model the right types of vulnerability and stuff. Like it was modeling learning too. Like yeah, knowing that like this is a huge part of how we approach everything we are talking about on this entire show like this you're supposed to just kind of go forth and, and try to learn and try to participate in your world and it's just it's fun so like trying to do episodes where we purposely aren't setting ourselves up for like success or for knowledge or something but we just have someone who does know what's up coming in and telling us yeah about a subject that they have spent their life studying or that they've experienced or whatever and it's totally grown not that we've done, yeah, like we haven't done that a ton yet, but it has grown into just realizing that the type of discourse that can happen when there's somebody else who's maybe not as familiar with doing shows or who isn't familiar with the format or whatever, just somebody else being there to kind of stir that stuff up. We react differently. They bring their own personality, their own experiences, and it's just, it's fun. It's just cool. And it's just a, it's another dimension to it that's been incredibly enjoyable yeah i would like to do like someday man if we ever get money and if the world ever gets <laughs> shit together like wouldn't it be cool to um do like a travel like not quite like a man on the street thing but like go to uh like go to places where people are having very specific experiences and talk to those people about those topics oh, in their yeah. setting yeah like if we were doing an episode on like buddhism or on siddhartha or something like that go to like India. Oh, wow. And talk to somebody who's like living it, you know, and in yeah, that setting yeah. and kind of live there. The, almost like a travel doc combined with, you know, like the Vice things, those little shorts where like other like news agencies will do those sometimes where they'll, mm -hmm. like they'll send a foreign correspondent out for like seven minutes to talk about something. Yeah. If we did like a podcast version of that where we could get kind of creative with like who's experiencing this type of thing and just try to go there. Mm. That'd be neat. It doesn't really get more vulnerable than that. No, it doesn't. I, I think about versions of that um, all the time. Mostly I think about them as, you know, you and I traveling to, you know, where somebody that we know lives and doing like a live show with them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So to introduce like complete strangers who are experiencing or have experience in a topic that we want to cover... That seems just as out there and exciting to me. I'd be totally mm. down. It would just—it'd be fun to tour. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. It'd just be cool. You know, I've thought like if we were ever traveling, you know, through Chicago. Yeah. Like it would be dope to stop by Ryan Herrick's place and you know, put together some small show there or something. But yeah, and like also, I can't wait to make live music a part of this in some way. Like I <laughs> yeah, think that's no. going to be amazing. <laughs> Yeah. Um, kind of two very different elements of vulnerability that we sort of have to prepare ourselves for. Mm. But that could be a lot of fun. Yeah. Someday. Someday. We started this at the wrong time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, actually, I, th I actually think it was completely the right time. But um, <laughs> when else would I have had time? To <laughs> That's true. Dude, there's been so many things like that, though, that it's like that shitty paradox of there was no other situation that was going to make this happen. And yeah. I'm so glad that it happened, but also 
ah, I can't do the next stuff, like the next steps with it or whatever. Like there have been so many things like that have been incredibly frustrating. Yeah. And yeah, this is one of those where like you start seeing those those opportunities to like try a different direction and it's like, oh, you just keep slamming into that ceiling. Mm-hmm. Also, and we'll close on this, I'm done airing content about the pandemic. Yeah. 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 I've had enough of it. I don't want to keep listening to it while I'm editing and I'm sure that listeners don't like like the psychological impact and like the self-care elements of the pandemic were interesting a year ago. Mm-hmm. And now like if you haven't figured it out <laughs> listening to us isn't going to help you. So <laughs> Yeah, let's close on that. So this has been our our public debrief. And some things are going to change and some things aren't. And if you want to volunteer as a guest host for the book club, or if you want to send us some of your instrumental tracks so that we can score these episodes better, or at least have like more diversity in the music, that would be nice. Mm. Shoot us a DM on Facebook or send us an email, blackmarkettherapypodcast at gmail.com. And we will talk. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs>